<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Tawalets. It's me, Aaron, and I'm so happy that you're listening to this episode if you are. Thank you. I hope you're having an amazing day. So before we go on with the episode, I'd like to remind everyone to check out the description of this episode in whatever podcast platform you're listening on and check out the affiliate links that we have for this podcast. And also please check out my link tree. So actually my link tree is a hodgepodge of a lot of things that I do. So number one, I have that um, stuff I buy link. So you can check out some of the things that I actually have and use. And if you want to buy it, the product link is there for you to click. Very easy, right? Also on my link tree, you're going to see several of my other endeavors. You're going to see um, the link going to Newscopo, which is a news show that I'm a part of. Currently, we are on episode 89, I believe. Um, but I've only been there for maybe 50, 40 or 50 episodes. But you can check that out there. What I do with that is I'm actually the one who creates, produces, records the track, films it, and then our editors are the ones that put the effects on the green screen. So yeah, basically that's one thing I do. I also have a YouTube channel where it's different actually. What do I have? I have covers. I have originals on my YouTube. I also vlogged for a while my process of Vina Bagyo, but that got a little tiring. So you can check that out. Of course, my band. I have two bands. One is a content creating band Pastawav. The YouTube channel is also there in my link tree if you'd like to check us out. Very fun. I've had them on the podcast before, Jason and Kobe of Pastawav. So if you'd like to check out our content, we have a YouTube channel and our Spotify link is there as well. And I have another band called A to Z. Z has also been here before. So we are the live performance band. We're better at that because we improvise songs on the spot. In fact, by the time this episode comes out, the next day, we have a gig in Zambales. So if you're listening to this and Tamang Tama, March 26, you have nothing to do, check us out in Zambales. We have a gig over there. So today, I just figured today is a day that I'm just going to talk because so many things are happening and I feel like Good things. They're all good things. So this episode is coming straight after the Pasiglaban rally. Wow. Wasn't that an experience? So let me talk about that a little bit. I had planned to walk from my parents' house in Pasig to Emerald, Ave Emerald Avenue. And my mom, of course, my mom wanted to come. So backstory on my mom. My mom has been an activist since before I was born. Uh, during martial law, she was always fighting for people, laborers, and stuff. And she had a martial law barcada. What do I mean by that? People who were tortured. These people that you see in the documentaries, yeah, they're her friends. Most likely she knows them. She used to visit some in detention centers and in jails. So that's my mom. And I was born a month before the EDSA rally. The EDSA, sorry, the EDSA rally. People power. I was born right a month before that because that happened in Feb 20 something. 
Oh my gosh, what are my facts? Basta. So Feb 1986, I was born Jan 1986. And at that time, my mom was saying that she wanted to join the people out in the streets. But my grandfather told her, you just gave birth. Are you insane? Your baby is a month old and you want to go out into the streets? Relax. And he had a point. But my mom felt so bad all of those years missing marching on the streets with all those people. So this was something big for her, the fact that she was going to join this Pasig Laban rally. Because after we spoke about it, I told her, you know, mom, remember you weren't able to attend EDSA. This is your EDSA. This is the movement that you can join now to make up for the time that you weren't able to go on EDSA. And she actually said, when she told my Lolo about it, he said, you'll have your time. And this was it. I do not regret at all going with my mom, but I will say that, you know, she's a senior. So um, our pace was a little slower. Not that it's bad. It's actually good for me. And I was legitimately scared for her in the crowd because the crowd was very tight. And she's, you know, in her 60s. And we had to walk through the crowd to get to the other side to go to the mall because she wanted to rest. And I wanted to put her in an air-conditioned environment. So we had to brave through the very back of Emerald Avenue, which was so packed that it was the type of crowd that you were moving, even if you didn't want to move. So we were able to make it to the mall, and mom was fine. Uh, I went also with my bandmate, Zaris. I just mentioned her in the intro as part of my band, A to Z. She was with us, and we were all equally tired, but I feel like we could have gone further in front had we not had to stand by my mom. Again, not that it's a bad thing, because when I went home, I realized this is actually very rare. For people to be able to go with their parents and have the same ideologies and be a part of a historic event such as this. I know so many friends that don't have the same political stance as their parents. And so even having dinner with them is difficult because politics becomes a topic. And I just interviewed, so I'm also a part of Team Lenny Robredo, and I just interviewed people who are recently converted to being kakampinks. And I found it so amazing that these young people were brave enough, first of all, to admit that they weren't for VP Lenny Robredo and that they hated her and that they had subscribed to all these fake ideologies and fake news peddling that's been happening since 2013. They were brave enough to admit that, and now they want to convert as many people as they can to be a kakampink. And I found that so inspiring. And again, kind of sad, because one boy said he is the only one voting for VP Lenny, and everyone else is voting for someone else. So again, going back to my point, being able to join this march with my mom is actually something that I'm going to look back on and be so proud of. It's a historic event that I got to share with my mom. 
So I was really happy about that. And then the next day, the next day, first of all, we were on a high the entire evening. Okay. After we went home, we even watched the live again on YouTube all together. And we were able to see the drone shots and see where our area was. And wow, it was just packed, completely packed. So I went to sleep really happy and really tired. And then the next day, I talk about this on my TikTok. The next day, I get messages from my friends telling me in group chats or, you know, announcing in group chats that A, Ariana Grande took notice of the Pasiglaban rally because people were singing her song. And number two, Bretman Rock, an Ilocano living in Hawaii, posted on his story that his president is Lenny Robredo and even tagged her. I, honestly, guys, that made me cry. <laughs> I cried so much. I'm so glad everyone else was asleep because I was crying for a good how many minutes because I felt like my choices were being validated by people who I like and who I look up to. I know Brett Monroe is much younger than me, but his success story is crazy. Basically, he made a career out of being himself. That's it. Out of being himself. And I love it. He's a very unproblematic queen is what somebody referred to him as to me. And I said, yes, absolutely. So funny, so entertaining, so fun to watch. And apparently our values are aligned. And so I cried so much. I posted about it on my TikTok. And of course, there are going to be people of the opposition just basically putting down your whatever you think, um, saying that you're stupid for believing in this and that. That was actually something that I was expecting. But I expected more of that than what I actually got. And I was so surprised at how many people... A, started following me because I took a stand, and B, was very supportive of being kakampink. So this is actually giving me a lot of hope. I know this became an election podcast. I'm just, this is what my weekend was like, is what I'm explaining to you. And the hope that I have, it was just, I was so unbothered the entire day yesterday about anything. You could say anything and it wouldn't put me in a bad mood. The thing is, I'm not a big fan of astrology. I mean, I'm okay. I, I always talk about how I'm a Capricorn and basically I take the characteristics of a Capricorn that I like and then I just roll with it. For example, Capricorns are very hardworking. Capricorns are very loyal. Capricorns are very level-headed. I What I do is I assume those characteristics or I feel I need to because my sign says so. And I like it. I don't mind. I don't mind conforming to being hardworking or to be loyal or anything like that. That's fine. So I subscribe to that. And the reason I mentioned astrology is because so that happened. That great thing happened over the weekend. And more news came my way after that. Uh, I don't know if I can talk about it just yet, but things that I've been manifesting only in the past year are starting to come true. And I didn't write it down or anything like that, but it's just 
coming together so nicely and I didn't expect it. So one thing they don't tell you about manifesting <laughs> is something that I'm going to tell you. I, I love what's happening, but because it's already there, I'm starting to get anxious. For example, let's just say, okay, I can't announce so much yet, but I'll be performing by myself in a face-to-face -face setting on a stage. And this was something that I manifested. I said I wanted to open for a comedian one of these days. And this was something that I said last year. And I've made friends with tons of comedians since I started manifesting this. And now that it's sort of going to come true, I am terrified. Because even though I manifested it and said, okay, this is exactly what I want. I want this to happen. Now that I'm there, there's so much pressure that I put on myself to do well because this was something that I wanted. And I know I teach my improv class all the time to just not take things so seriously and um, let go. Like making mistakes is okay. But because this is something that I put pressure on myself to achieve, I do not want to fuck it up. And I know I need to chill out, but well, I'm excited. I am nervous, I am anxious, all of the above. Also, this whole um, TikTok thing, it's something that my roommate reminded me I manifested last year. So when I first started on TikTok, it was really just to browse, to lurk. And then I started to see how people were using it in a comedic setting. And I thought to myself, okay, I can do this. And I told him, I said, you're going to see brands are going to want to work with me. And true enough, I've been getting a bunch of inquiries. So I really think, you know, okay, this is a little tricky because people are going to say, you know, manifesting is such a privileged thing, which is kind of true. I mean, yes and no, right? Yes and no. There are some things beyond our capabilities that we can't really handle, especially if we're coming from a less fortunate social setting. But I think everyone has the right to feel good about themselves and to dream and to want things and work towards those things and towards those dreams. So they don't have to be huge dreams. They don't have to be nearly impossible dreams. I mean, in my case, for example, there are not a lot of female comedians now. And so I manifested to be one of these. And I worked my way towards that because I saw that it was something that was actually achievable. So I feel like people can do that if they start from baby steps, manifesting baby steps. I also want to say that, um, yes, manifesting, uh, like I said earlier, can be something that a privileged person can, um, what do you call it, can apply more than someone who is underprivileged, right? Speaking of that, just that concept alone, for example, most of you who have seen my Instagram and my TikTok know what my room looks like. This is, this is my room. Um, it's fine. I love it so much. I love staying here. And I hung out with 
a few of my friends last weekend who started telling me about feng shui and saying, you know, um, it's bad luck to have a mirror face your bed. It's bad luck to have your TV face your bed because of the reflections and blah, 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 and spirits and stuff like that. First of all, okay, I don't really subscribe to feng shui. I, I feel like feng shui is one of the most privileged, <laughs> like the privileged are the ones who think of feng shui. Why? Because check out my room. I already feel like I'm privileged. I'm not underprivileged, right? But this, my room has a mirror that I cannot move and it's not big enough for me to move my bed around. So my bed will always be facing the mirror somehow, no matter where I put it. The room isn't very big. So there's that. The TV, that's another thing. I can move the TV anywhere and it's still going to be facing my bed. Um, these are things that people who are underprivileged cannot, you know, they cannot think of, oh, the mirror cannot face the bed. The TV cannot face the bed. They can't think about that because it's the space that they're in. There's nothing they can do. Same with me. So also with my current setup in my room, I've been living here for what? A little more than a year. Nothing but good things have been happening to me in this room. And to think my room is arranged in a way that feng shui says I should be having all this awful bad luck. All the reflections are facing my bed. But it's all good. Maybe, maybe multiple reflections on your bed make you see yourself more. No, I'm just inventing. I don't know. But um, that is such a privileged way of thinking. Of course, I'm not going to tell my friends this. It's nothing bad. I'm just saying that there are some things that more privileged people can care about compared to underprivileged people. So, yeah, that's basically just an update on my weekend. I feel like this is a good way for me to also have you get to know me. After all, this podcast has been around for two years. It's always been guest-based, which it still will be. But I feel like I want you to get to know me a little bit more. And so I'll be having a little more of these. You've heard some of my other solo podcasts about humor. If you have any suggestions, please feel free to either email me at tawaletspodcast at gmail.com or message the Tawalets Instagram, which is just Tawalets. So I hope you enjoyed my little update today. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening, listeners. Again, please check out my description of this podcast episode in whatever platform you're listening on and check out my link tree. Check out everything that I have. I even have playlists. I make playlists every month on Spotify based on things, sorry, songs that I discover on my discover playlist. So thank you so much for keeping me company this afternoon. It is afternoon as I'm recording right now. And I hope you have an excellent day, everyone. Bye. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia. For more info on the shows and the network, visit Podcast Network Asia's social media or visit www.podcastnetwork.asia. Also by Podmetrics. Track your podcast stats across multiple platforms to have a full view of your audience and clout. Sign up and create your account for free at podmetrics.co using our code TAWALETS. 
thank you so, so much for joining me on another episode of Tawa Let's. Really, guys, I appreciate that you are listening to this. It's insane. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>